You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Actually, as we are here in the Yemei Atzar, right before Tisha B'Av, uh, I've asked my Rebbe and wonderful friend, Wonder is, is, is the Hadgosha, uh, someone who is, as I said in the, inter, in the blurb, Shoilet, uh, to provide for us a, uh, as I said in the, a primer, so to speak, an intellectual primer on the Yoim Atishabah, which has so many different uh, aspects to it. And Rav Menachem uh, proceeded to, even though he's traveling, as we saw in the Daf Yoimi yesterday, to Tule de Gavra Kosha, but Rav Menachem was able to be Miyashev as Daitoi, to be able to give us mixas from the Divrei Teirer Shaloi on these Inyonim. So uh, it's, I, I know that it's going to start with an Akuda Apashate Yediyah. Megillas Eicha is the, uh, it's one of the 24 Sfarim, Akizva Akaidish. Is what we read it. We read on Tisha B'av and we are mekainein. We are lamenting. We're mekainein about the churban. We speak about churban. It's churban haaretz, churban Yerushalayim, churban haaretz, and churban beis hamikdash. As a, an aside, which is more painful to the author of Megillas Eicha? Megillah Seicha is five prokim. Five prokim, I almost know the number. It's five times 22, which makes it 110, and another 24. It should be 134 psukim. Now, I ask what's more painful to the author? What hurts him the most? Is it Churban Beis Amigdash or Churban Haaretz? In the Welt, by us, when we ask somebody, Quick, what's Tisha B'Av about? Churban Beis HaMikdash. However, the, um, the amount that Churban Habayis is mentioned in Megillah Seicha, very, very little. I would say, I don't know. I don't think it gets to 3% or 5%. Maybe sometimes it's an illusion, which is Baremis. You can interpret it one way or another way. It's a big shyla. It seems that he's... It hurt, Churban Haaretz hurts him more, Churban Yerushalayim, and all the tsars that the Eden went through. When you say Churban Yerushalayim, it's the city being destroyed. One of the five things that happened on Tisha B'av was Nech Shahair, which was like a, like a maskana of the destruction. There are no houses, no buildings, no Bat Medrash, no yeshivas, not even Beis nothing. Nech Shahair. Anyway, the Beis was Chutzleir. So I don't know if they destroyed that. But uh, the Shaila is, and maybe we'll get to a turret soon. Why is proportionally the Indian of Churban Haaretz and the suffering of the people, why does it take up like 95% of the Kina? The Churban Beis Amigdash is mentioned a little bit, and sometimes Baremis, that you're not even sure what it means. Okay, this was an aside. When was, I divide my share into points, we'll start now, point one. When was Eicha written? We assume the Gemara says it was written by Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu was the great Novi of the Tkufa pre the Churban and at the Churban and after the Churban. He's the one that Hashem appointed him to be Mechiach Am Yisrael, let's say the last 20 years before the Churban, 30 years started the mayor Shio and the his two uh, the his two sons, sons who reigned at the end, namely Yahyakim and Sitkiyahu. He's the big, big Mechiach, speaks very sharp, trying to be Ma'ur the Am Yisrael. That if they don't change their ways, there's gonna be the great Khurban. Of course, we're talking about Khurban by Israel, Khurban Aaretz, Khurban Yerushalayim. Tremendous killing and suffering of Am Yisrael and Churban Beis Amigdash. That's his tafkid. As a matter of fact, 
beginning of Sefer Yirmiyah, we have said now the Haftaris, the, the, we say the Haftaris of uh, the Puranus. So Hashem tells Yirmiyah, In other words, before, before you were born, I was already preparing you, expecting you, and, and uh, I guess giving you the koiches to be the great Mechiach, the great Mechiach of Am Yisrael in the time of the Hormuz. So Yirmiyo uh, wrote Eicha. The natural thing is, when did he write Eicha? After the Chorban. Eicha Yashua Bodot. Eicha is... So Rashi says this in the beginning of Eicha, and it's a Gemara Ma'it Katan, a very strange thing. Eicha was not written after the Chorban. Eicha was written before the Chorban. Miyo was in jail. Why was he in jail? Because he, as a Navi, he was saying and preaching against the Melech, against the sheet of the Malchus. At that time, Yehoyakim was rebelling against Nebuchadnezzar. Subsequently, Tzitkiyot rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. And Yermiyot was saying, in the name of Hashem, that what's going on, all these Puranias all listen to uh, Yermiyot. And to keep on the, the, the rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar, and the same as Sitkiyo, it's Yermiyo is a little bit like a Marid Bamalchus. It's a time of war or pre-war, and he's saying that the Melech is wrong. And as a matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar even knew about this, that Yermiyo was preaching the whole time not to rebel against him. So he's sitting in jail. He's sitting in jail, he can't go out, and Hashem wants Yermiyo to do something. He tells him, get a hold of a Megillah. The Megillah Sefer, and write over there, Divrei Nevuah, Divrei Ruach HaKodesh, which is going to be tremendous teichachah to Am Yisrael in a very dramatic way, and maybe they'll do tshuva, and I won't have to be to bring the Chorban. So, according to Chazal, Gemara Ma'it Katan, Yimiyo wrote what we have now. It's Shlot. Gimel Aleph base, three Alpha base, Echo Perik Aleph, Echo Perik base, and Echo Perik Dalit. They all start with Echo. 66 Psukim, three times 22 Psukim. Now, what's the Nusach? Not like all these years that he was telling the Am, if you don't do Tshuva, this may be a Korban. Here, what he's writing is in the form of a Hespit, as if the Korban uh, happened already, and he's telling the Am, if you don't do Tshuva, you don't change your ways, there will be a Korban, and this is what you're going to say. This is how you're going to be a Mekayim and Ladairis on the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. So, um, and he couldn't write it, so he called this Talmud, Talmud Muvak Baruch Ben Neiria, and he told them, get a hold of a Megillah, get a hold of a pen or a quill, and I will dictate to you. Hashem told them to do this. As those who know the chilek between Nevi'im and Ksuvim, it could be Samamish Tvar Hashem, it might be only Ruach HaKodesh, which means that the human being is elevated, like in Hashem Yisera, that he speaks on a higher Ruchni Yisdika level, on a higher intellectual level, than would, would fit his natural koiches. That's called Ruach HaKodesh. He's operating on a higher supernatural intellectual level. And he composed these three prokim, Perek Aleph, Perek Beis, and Perek Dalit. And he dictates it to Baruch. Baruch is free, is not in jail. He writes it down, he tells him, you go to Yerushalayim and make a grand conference and convey to the people what I just told you. And he did it, and he went to Yerushalayim. The Kenes was in the Azorah. There was a time, this what happened like a, almost a year later. I wonder why it took so much time to look at the psukim inside him. Yo, and Baruch, Baruch was known as the being the Talmud of the God Ladar, of the Novi Hadar, Yo, and, and uh, at this conference he spoke and he presented to the Hamoyna Am the, um, the content of Eicha, Perik Aleph, Perik Beis, Perik Dalet, and it seems that it made a very strong impression. People were horrified. So until Ayumiyo was saying, Nevoa, it's going to happen, it's not going to happen, maybe it's going to happen. Here he's saying, what kina we're going to say after Khurban? He made it real, he made it uh, muhashi, he made it 
and the uh, Matthias, right? It made a tangible thing. It made it tangible. And the people were startled, very moved. And the uh, word got to the ministers, like the cabinet of Yoyakim. And they went into Yoyakim and they told him about this conference and the uh, how uh, Yirmiyahu sent this message and Baruch gave it over to Amoy Na'am. The people were so moved. So Yirmiyahu had them, they took the Megillah from Baruch ben The Sorim told Baruch, you go hiding, because when the Melech hears what you read, he might try to kill you or arrest you. He told them, go into hiding. He went into hiding. Then he gave them the Megillah, which as I said, were... But Baruch wrote B'Shem Yirmiyahu, read it for the, to the king Yehoyakim, and he, instead of being misheard, instead of being startled, instead of deciding to listen to Yirmiyahu and change his policy and do tshuva, it was winter, it was in Kislev, he threw it into the fireplace. In other words, rejecting and negating what Yirmiyahu said. By throwing it in the fireplace, he was, in a way, until I was married in Nebuchadnezzar. Now he was being married in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But maybe he didn't believe that it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And of course, uh, they were very upset at Yoyakim. Hashem tells Yermiyo, Yoyakim thinks he threw the Megillah into the fireplace and he made it into nothing. I'm telling you to write again what you wrote and now let it be double. So until now, there were three prokem of Eicha, three times 22 psukim. Now Yermio wrote, and he wrote again what he wrote before. And what we have as Peri Gimel is three alpha base. Peri Gimel is 66 psukim. Aleph, 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 base, 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 etc. But Hashem is saying, not only didn't he negate it, it's more real than ever before. And of course, if you don't do tshuva. So that's now That's why our Eicha has six alpha base, three original and three of the of the Lishna Basra, so to speak. Perik Hey that we have in Megillah Eicha that might have been written after the Churban by Yemiyahu. That's in a different Nusach, also twenty-two psukim, but not Kaseder Alephes. So this is the opinion of the Talmud Bavli. The Bavli doesn't bring a machloek. In the Medrash, it's a machloek is tanoim. There are those who say that it's not shayach. Echo sounds like it was written after the Churban. It doesn't make sense to write a kina on the Churban before the Churban. It's machloek is tanoim. Rashi brings style without even a deya hachilekes. He brings the Gemara Ma'it Cotton. Echo was written before the Churban. And I know you're listening to me and Next year, if somebody is going to ask you, when was Eicha written? You're going to say after the Chorban. Because that's the natural way how to think about it. But it is a machloikis. Now, no time. Now, if you look into the Psukim, in the Psukim, it's not mashma that what Yirmiyahu wrote was uh, Megillah's Eicha, but rather the synopsis of all the Nevuas has been saying all the years to Klal Yisrael to do tshuva or else it's going to be a Chorban. Okay, outcome point one. So let's assume now, like Rashi, like the Gemara Maitotten, Eicha is a kina, or it's called in the Gemara Sefer Kinois, that Yumiyo wrote Alpi Hashem before the Churban, about 20 years before the Churban, or 15 years before the Churban. It's a form of being Mechiach Am Yisrael to do tshuva, or else there will be a Churban, and this is the kina that you're going to be saying. Outcome point one. Point two. There's a shail of the Alshech. The shail of the Alshech. Yeah. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Eina shechina shayra, mitoich atzvos, mitoich schoik, ela mitoich simcha. In order to receive nevuah, that can only happen when the Navi is in the state of simcha. You need the state of simcha in order for your nefesh to connect the Rabbeinu Shalalem and can you communicate with him? That he could communicate with you, or you could communicate with him? That's the rule. Nevua can only be how through simple. Frek de Yaris Dva, Frek de Alshech. So, how is it, Shaykh, that your Mio is writing Sefer Echa 
Ruach HaKadosh. I'm not getting involved now in the possible difference between Ruach HaKadosh and Avot. I will assume that it's the same thing for, for our uh, point. Undoubtedly, when Yermio is writing this, he's hurting and he's sad. He's probably crying bitterly. How could be, how's a Shaykh for Yermio to write Beruach HaKadosh Sefer Eichon? So, according to what we said before, I'll give a few answers, but according to what we said before, we can say it like this. According to the Babli, according to Rashi, Yermio wrote Eichon, not after the Churban, as a kina after the Churban. He's writing before the Churban. If you don't do tshuva, this is the kinah that you're going to say after the Churban. And he's hoping, and Kaviyochel Hashem is also hoping, that by reading, by hearing this kinah, Klali Yisrael will do tshuva, and there won't be a Churban, and there won't be a Churban by some English. So it's not such a, could be the, his, it's not such a big atzvus, because there's hope together with the atzvus. He's hoping it's going to work. He's hoping it's going to work. Like when a father has a son who's not behaving, he tells him, the way you're going, if you keep on like this, you're going to be this and that and that. Horrible things. What was the father hoping? That the, the son, by hearing this, he's going to prove he'll become a good boy, right? So that could be one If we say that Eicha was written before the Churban, why it was not a massive of Shechina, Shaira al Yirmiyahu Mitoich Atzvus. Another possible answer. Another possible answer. As he said in Chazal, that the, when it was Churban Beis Amigdash, the um, Kitruk on Klal Yisrael was great, and they deserved to be totally destroyed. They should have been, should have been a Kloya, because of the Chaymer Averis, especially in the uh, end of the of Beis Bais Arishain, it's a murder. Chazal say it in the Gemara and Yuma Tess Amit Beis, and it's Psukim for Hashem that Klal Yisrael were over, and Gilei Aroyah Shvichus Damim and Avaydazar. Now between me and you, I don't know what percentage of them did that. Was it the majority? Was it the minority? We're talking about the three most Chamerdik Averis. So they deserve to be totally destroyed. And Hashem, instead of punishing them by total destruction, Shafach Hamasoi al Eitzim Vavonim. The destruction of Beis Hamikdash, Kilu is taking away the quality of their life. It's Kilu is taking away their life. And it's a Gemara. It's not a Gemara. It's it's a Rashi in Kedushin. Rashi says brings it in Kedushin. Rashi brings it. It's a Medrash. In the pasuk and Eichov Ayachma is Kagan Sukoi. Rashi brings it over there. Sukoi is a sin. That Hashem Shofach Hamosay Aleitzim Vavonim, and that's why Klal Yisrael was not destroyed. But there's an added note. There's a, a mizmar, mizmar laosaf. It's a capital in Tilim. And like Kim Boyim Bo Goyim Nachmasecha, Samos Yerushalayim Leiim describes the Churban Asaf, and the Medrash says why mizmar laosaf. Why Mizmer? Mizmer is something of simcha, of, 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 uh, of uh, gratitude. Thanks. The answer is Mizmer la'asaf. Asaf is expressing a certain sense of simcha that alekim bo'yu goyim benachosecha asamuas and Yerushalayim le'iyim that it's shafach hamosay aleitzim v'avonim rather than destroy Kali Yisrael. So we see, and the, and the Medrash calls it Mizmer. That's why Asaf is in a state of Simcha. So Mamela, we could apply that Huadin Yirmiyahu, when he's writing Eicha, let's say he was after the Churban, or even if it's before the Churban, but there's a, there's a Necham over there, that Klai Yisrael is not being destroyed. Parenthetically. Parenthetically, when the... Uh, Sahal occurred the Kaislam Arovi in 1967. who was the goggle of uh, the Mizrahi Jews in America, he never he never visited Eretz Yisrael's Mayaskum Amdina. 
but they were they, they, they lost they lost soldiers in the process of conquering the Kaisla Maravi. Yashabir Salavechik said, Hazal's opinion is that Hashem saved Jewish lives and he had the Mikdash destroyed. And here they're sacrificing Jewish lives in order to get back to Kaisal. Atkan in a parenthesis, but a quite interesting. So he said already two answers why it's possible there was Ruach HaKadosh and Eicha. One is that it was written before the Churban. Another one is that Shafach HaMosoy al Eitzim Vavonim. Another answer to this question is possibly like this. The Rambam in Yesoida Atari Perik Zion could talk to Rabbi Nishlein whenever he wants. Just like we could pick up a cell phone and call somebody. Whenever he wants, he could talk to Rabbi Nishlein, and Hashem will talk to him. The rest of the Nevi'im have to be misnabim. They do some emotional, intellectual, some ruchnis, self-elevation, purification, and that's like asking for Hashem to connect with them. Sometimes he will connect, sometimes he won't connect. We find after the Furban, when Gedalia was killed, and the remnant, the small community, was Mesupik, whether what to do, whether to stay in Yerushalayim or to run away. So they came to Yirmiyahu, and he should ask the Rabbi what to do. And he told them, I'm going to ask Hashem what to do, but you got to listen. And they were Maftiyah, that they're going to listen. It took him 10 days. Such a chabnim datam, tishra, alayim, tishra. That's Bishar Avim. Moshe Enoikein. Like you call up somebody on the phone. And if he's home, he's going to answer. And Hashem is always home. So uh, Yirmiyahu took 10 days till he got an answer. And they're afraid of the Babylon. They're afraid to stay where they are. They might be killed. But yet it took 10 days till Hashem responded to him. That's an example of Shar Nevi'im, who are misnabe. They ask for the Nevoah, and possibly they get it. But if you say, we can say that that's what the Rambam says, what the Gemara says, that that's when it's the Yuzma, when it's the initiative of the Novi. But if Hashem wants to speak to him, so Hashem is creating the state of Nevoah. If the Novi is taking the initiative, he has to prepare himself for Nevoah. He has to put himself into a state of nevoah. That's only possible in the center. But if Hashem wants to talk to him, he could bring him into a state of nevoah in an instant. Here, Hashem wanted Yemiyahu to do something. He puts him into nevoah, whether he's besimcha or he's ba'atzvus. That's another answer that I thought, how it's possible that Eicha was written by Ruach HaKadosh. Another approach, which... It's a difficult thing, and I can't go into it too much because I myself don't have enough clarity, and it's going to take a long time. The Gemara in Brachas, the end of the ninth, the, the ninth parak. So the Gemara says it's not the same bracha. you say you say What's Cholila, when a person is in a matzav of, um, of uh, when he has to say Dayana Emes, a matzav of uh, Avelus, but he has to do it besimcha. And the Gemara is myself over there, the Indian of Kolmai, the Ovid Rahman, of it. And I think the Gemara also brings over there Nochemish Gamsu for everything you would say Gamsu Litavo. Which means that you're hurting and you're saying Baru Dayana Emes, but yet, it's shaykh that if you makir, then an overall, Hashem is doing it in the best way possible. It's shaykh a sense of simcha. So in our mishpacha, there's a messiah, it's printed. The mayor Ash had a son. I forgot his name right away, right now. He died young, a very good in the son. And they say that the mayor Ash by the Levaya said, Baruch Daina Emes, and it was nicker on his face, the same, same simcha. It would be a parent, we would make the Shekhyonu Belel Pesach. All right? How this is possible, I don't know. This is a very deep thing. Very deep thing. I want to ask him, Nelson Vatpaigl. 
If there was Hashem b'Simcha, and it says a person has to be meitzer simen aluf and shachon aruch, a person Yerushalayim has to be meitzer v'dayeg al churban b'esamigdash. It said Simcha. The story, the Belzer Rebbe, not this one, his uncle, the Rebbeim Belzer, who was uh, he survived the war, Nebuchadnezzar lost his whole family, wife and children and grandchildren. He survived alone with his brother. And uh, I'll tell you two stories. First story I heard from Rav Adis, but I might have seen it elsewhere. He came to Yisrael, Nebuch, without the beard, sahakt, ruined, ruined totally. He felt ruined. Claudius all was ruined. It was still in the middle of the ruins. Came to Yerushalayim. Nope. Belzerebbe came. The Gera family also ran away under similar circumstances. And the uh, basis, the, the basis show came to visit the Belzerebbe, you know, Tzadik Bolaeir. He came to visit him. And they talked a little bit what happened. Maybe they compared, they compared notes. The Gera Rebbe Nebuch also lost his wife and children. You know, the people who were hurting horribly. And the Ashkenazim have a bitui by Nichol Mavelim, Zotmenish Vissimfinkansar. Zotmenish Vissimfinkansar. You shouldn't know from Tsar anymore. And the guy Rebbe is about to leave. He's not going to say, I'm mocking Menachem Eschem because it was, was already a while afterwards. He's finishing the visit and conversation, wishing the Bel Zerebe, Zotmenish Vissimfinkansar. What did this human being answer? Mekaimonish Gevein Betsar. Do you believe this? How is that possible? So I'm just saying that could be Yimio was in the Madrega that even though he's discussing and he's writing and he's going through the explaining and expressing the greatest tragedy of Klal Yisrael, but the Gamzul Taiva and the Kalmai David Rahmanul Tabavit makes it that, that there's a sense of uh, not only making peace with what's going on, but accepting it graciously. Again, this is a high madrega. Parenthetically, I'll, I'll be myself another thing. The Gemara Chagiga speaks about the Rabbi himself. What happens when Klali soil is bizarre? Is he bizarre or not? So the Gemara brings two psukim. In Tzad Echot, it says, Oiz v'ched v'abim k'laymai. Say it. Denoidu. Another pasuk is, V'mistorim tifka nafshi. And the Gemara says, V'botei gavoi der sar, V'botei beroi der simcha. I don't know exactly what it means. I'll just add on another story with the Belzereb. Now, I'm saying the Belzereb, because he was, he was, he lived his life, Al-Kamalach, he was detached from Eilam Hazet. Questions, could a person who is living with two feet, with his two feet on the ground, could he have this apparent contradiction of uh, tsar and accepting? But the Gemara says it. Baruch Daina Emes, Tzarech L'Kablinu B'Simcha. It's given There was a man called Rebiankov Rosenheim. He was the founder. He, he was Mechadish, the idea of a good Israel. He was a Balabas, Ayeke, German Yid, Erlich, but uh, he with the German Ashkafis, the Hershey and Ashkafis, and he held that you have to organize Orthodox Jews into like a political party. I mean, my mother comes to Minkach, the Hungarian rabbis were against it. They thought the idea of making Orthodox Jewry into a political party is a, it's not, it's not a Jewish thing, I'll compare him. And he was very respected. Baruch Hashem, Rebbe Schlesinger, he maybe is 100 years old, lives in England, and he is in, uh, lives in England, he's a Talmud of Rav Dushinsky, the Briskarov, and the Chazanish. Could you imagine the combination? And he one time walked into the Belzer Rebbe, walked into the Belzer Rebbe, and he told him, he's the enical of Rabbi Yankov Rosenheim. Belzer Rebbe stands up, he hears the name Rabbi Yankov Rosenheim, he stands up, what happened? What happened? It wasn't standing up Rebel Yukim because he's a Tomakulam. He has to stand up. I'll tell you why I stand up. I saw in this man something that 
to me was unbelievable. Many years ago, when Eilam uh, uh, was still Kitikunai, Belzeruf was in Marienbad, Karlsbad. The Rabbanim used to go there for Nofesh in the summer. And it was the nine days. It was before Shabbos Chazayin. Whether it was like this year, the Shabbos Chazayin is this Shabbat. I don't know, but it was the nine days. Comes into me, Ayidul, Ayeke, the Gesherim Berdl. He says, Rebbe, Chabashayla. How could we enjoy the Kugel, the Shabbos, if it's the nine days and we have to be mitzvah in the Churban Beis Amikdash? Belzerebbe went out of his mind. There's a man in this world who has a problem enjoying the Kugel on Shabbos Chazayim because Churban Beis Amikdash was very impressed. And it's a machlokas if he answered him or not. Some say that he answered him, but if you believe in Biyas HaMashiach, and that the ghoul is about to come, you could have a sense of simcha. Because we say, Tishabab Ikramayit. And as of then, whenever the Belzereba heard the name Rabbiankov Rosenheim, he would stand up with Nekvoidai. He saw him as a Yochid Bedar, who is really mitzayin, the Anchur Besamikdash, that he doesn't know if he'll be able to enjoy the Suda Shabbos. So, what's the story? Rabbiankov Rosenheim basically presenting the question. The Belzereb is giving him the answer. But what's the answer? For big people, it's possible. And maybe that's what happened with Yermio when he wrote Megillah Seif. Point three. Rebbe, before you move on to the next point, and I think everyone here is very impressed with the four uh, Nahoris from Aden that you uh, developed out of uh, the Aushach HaKadosh's Kasha. But and, and and definitely each one is is kedai to be misbeinen on the shayv is whether the kasha hepsachon in the first place, right? Because luchayra you could be in a matzav of simcha. That's and again I, I I'm indebted to Benny that we talked about this last night. That luchayra you could be in a matzav of simcha with nezeh, and now you get the nebu whatever it is. This is this is a, in, in other words just like as we know. Oh, in other words, initially is in the simcha, but then he could get into depression and yet continue. Because the Nabu, in other words, as we know from Elisha, that you have to be, uh, the, the Menagin has to be Menagin. And he was yes. like, Kas. Elisha's going to yes. be Grace Kas. And Elisha mm-hmm. said, Get me the Menagin. I got it. And now that's the, only to, to put on the plot, to, to, to put on the computer. That's what I'm saying. That's the Teret Sapshuta. And I'm asking to Benny, that's the Teret Sapshuta uh, to, yeah. to, to the Alshach's Kash. Does the Alshach ask it in his beer on Echa? Where, where does he ask this to, to, like a Darshan? The question is whether the again, like I'm just repeating myself, like we're saying with Benny and Ochanan is adding as well. Again, it's Givaldic because without that kasha, we don't get the story of the Bells of Rebbe. But the question is whether the kasha is really uh, a kasha. Another point three is another sniff of the idea of Shafach Hamosayel Eitzim Valavam. There's a in the decree of Tishabav in the morning, passes by Eschanan. So there, this is this Mishnah Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu, before his Petira, it's a little bit similar to Eicha. He's saying now, what's going to happen if you're going to be, go off the derech, and Hashem will remove you from Eretz Yisrael, you'll be there a long time, Yashan, you'll be there You'll have an old history, etc. And the Torah says, Hashem is like being did a chesed, and he destroyed the Beis Amikdash after 850 years. What's the chesed 850? In the Navi, you see that Shlomo built the Beis Hamikdash Arishain 440 years, 480 years after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, 440 years after Yeshua took them into Eretz Yisrael. That's 440. The Beis Rishon, according to Chazal, stood 410 years, makes it 850 years. Had Hashem, you know, exercised restraint, let's say. And let them continue more, 852, it would have had to be destruction. So Hashem did them a favor, the beings of the Russian apostle, that he destroyed them, he destroyed the Beis Amikdash 
and remove them from Eretz Yisrael after 850 years, the Mele should not have destroyed them totally. We just said before that when the Hashem destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, the Chatoim was so strong, they deserved to be destroyed. And like we, he did Kaparas, like we did Kaparas, instead of, of total destruction. That means that when they deserve to be destroyed, there is a kapara ayidei churban beis So why did he have to be makdim the churban two years? A good kasha, simple kasha, but a very good kasha in my opinion. L'chayr, the answer is that when Klai Yisrael is gets to a muridikabat madrega and deserve to be destroyed, there could be there could be different degrees to what extent it's a must. That they have to be destroyed. If it's mamish a must, there's no such thing as substitution. Just like if a person's Mahal Shabbos and Shai Mrs. Bezin, you can't tell him to bring a chicken and shlok kapora. Shlugging kapora only works when, in a sense, he deserves to be destroyed. So if it's to the degree that they have to be destroyed, Khurmbesamikdash cannot be the, the kapura Hindu. If it's almost or kind of that they have to be destroyed, then it's Shayach. Otherwise, these are these are contradictory chazals. But Rashi brings a, Rashi Chumash brings the drash of Eneshantem, and Rashi in Kedushin brings the Shafach Hamosa Eleitz Balavonim, and then Echoy also brings it. So in order, to, sometimes Rashi brings conflicting midrashim. But in order to make all these things stim, this is how I want to answer. There is something, we started with the Kriya of Tishabav. Now we'll go to the Haftarah of Tishabav in the morning. It's, um, it's, it's uh, in Yirmiyahu, a famous, a famous uh, quote from the, the boss of Yirmiyahu. It's Yirmiyahu Simeches. And the Navi is talking over there about the Churban, what's going to happen. It's all, that's for sure in the future. He's talking... He's foretelling what's going to be. And then, but he talks as if it happened already. It's a lotion. Mia isha chacham v'yoven azoiz. Almo avda ha'aretz. Ayoyim mer Hashem al-ozvam esterosi. The Gemara says that nobody was able to understand why was Beisamik Dashcharuf. In parentheses, I don't know what the kasha is. If it says, there were everyone, Gila Aroyah, Shvichos Domba, Avedizara. Fine. And the Gemara says, Al Ozvam Esterasi. Only Hashem was able to say this. The Gemara says that Ozvam Esterasi is Lav Dafke. We're talking about those who were Mechaim the Torah, they even learned Torah, but they weren't, didn't say Birkas Torah. And it's like a Medrash Plia. Man, what does that mean? Not saying Birkas Torah is so Chamor? It's a bit less. If it's the Raisa, if it's, some say the Birkas Torah is the Rabbana. Rabban holds that as their eyes. It's so chamor that for that comes the Churban Beis Amigdash and all the Tsaras. It's like, like it's a Eina Chazal as a Omer Elo Dershani. So the Beis Alevi has a famous Vart, and this is in keeping with you know, the uh, ideology of the Litvashi Yeshivas with Valozhin, the Gro, Rabban Kotler, etc. Why wouldn't it be Mevorah Hunter? So Beis says like this, what is the Tachlis of Limudah Torah? So a Balbatash concept is you have to learn Torah in order to be able to, uh, to know what to do, what not to do, what brach to make on an apple, what brach to make on a banana, and what to do on Shabbos, and what to do on Yom Kippur, and what to do on, on Sukkot. So Limudah Torah is... Ha- in order to enable you to be Mekayim, Tariyag Mitzvah. But we know the ideology of Chaim Velozhener, who says it at great length, and the Balatanya is no, no different. The Limudat Torah is a Tachlis by itself. The Rabbeinu Shalom, according to the Zoyar, to the Rambam, Hu v'chochmosoy echod. So a person learns Torah, not only is he receiving knowledge about Halacha, Agoda, Hashkofa. But he's connecting with the Rabbi Shalom in an intimate way. 
that when he takes the knowledge of Torah, the information of Torah into his mind and into his heart, it's as though he took the rabbinic Shlalem into his mind. And he's considered, I, I, I don't know if I should give this marshal, so if, I, if it's not good, Avraham, you could erase it. Just like by a zivuk of Ishmi Isha, it says, Alkin Yazev there's a sense of becoming one. When a person learns Torah, he's kivyachol v'hayulabasar echad with the rabbi and that's the most, the most lofty experience that is shayach ba'olam and even ba'olam And the person, when he learns Torah, he has to know that. He has to know what what what, what Torah is. In other words, limuda Torah is in a way your own. You're building your own Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash is Ashras HaShchina, and you connect with it somehow. Limud HaTorah in your own living room, or your own Beis Medrash, you can actually connect with God. You don't have to be oil or regal. You go hundreds of miles to Yerushalayim to connect with God. But Limud is a form of absolute connection, and that's the highest state which a human being could be Ba'olam Hazeh, and possibly even Ba'olam Listen, Halei Dover, who the Chazal described one place it says, But another place it says, is sitting in a yeshiva. It's called Masifta Durakia. And Hashem is speaking and learning with the tzaddikim. What is that? That is Oilam Abba. It's a Zaytik It means that even by Oilam Abba, the intellectual connection of the nefesh with the so called intellectualism of God. That's the absolute connection between Baira and the Nivra. I'm saying things that are maybe are beyond our Hasogan. So the Beisalevi, when they were learning Torah, they thought they didn't understand the value of this absolute Hizdapkus in the Rabbi Shlalim through Torah. They thought learning Torah is, you have to learn Kitzur Shachon Aruch. It's a sophisticated Kitzur Shachon Aruch to know what to do. That's a Hachon Mitzvah. And achana, you don't make a bracha. Everybody knows that achana limits. You don't make a bracha. Go to the store, you buy tzitzis. You don't make a bracha. Uh, there's questions about it. Okay, we don't make a bracha when when, when you prepare a lulav. You buy tefillin. Nobody makes a bracha. So the the problem is that they fail to understand the hisdapkus and the rebbeinu shalolim that's supposed to happen by limudatayra. Now, why is the Churban because of that? Not that this is such a big hate. So I would add, Memele, they didn't appreciate Torah for what it is. And Memele, they weren't so involved in Limudat Torah. They didn't do it with Cheshek. And Memele, Torah is supposed to keep you in line. And because of the lack of appreciation of what Torah is, like I say in Evrit, and eventually they came to the, to the low Madrega that uh, the Am is being described as being over on the Gimel Averis Hamuris Gila Arayash Vichos Dhamma Vedizah. That's a famous class. I could say it a little bit on a on a more down to hmm? on a more down to earth level. What is Birka Satara? Thanking Hashem, hey, you gave us a Tara. Gave us a Tara. We're so lucky that we have a Tara. Lefanel, Lachreo. And let's say Torah is because of Kiyama Mitzvahs. So some say, some Rishonim say, what's called Torah Lishma? In Mexico, there was a Rav, interesting person, the big Balmusser, Sparty. He's no longer around. His name was Rebelias. He spoke about the Indian of Kiyama Mitzvahs. You know, what's the attitude of Kiyama Mitzvahs? So one of his uh, proverbs was, the Torah is staring them the whole time. He wants to do this, and Torah tells him, don't do it. He wants to do that, Torah says, let's do this. The Torah is the whole time getting in his way. But it's supposed to be that you should feel lucky and, and great that you're able to do Torah mitzvahs. Why? By that, you must have a conversation the way a Jew should live. So he said, his example was, when I came to Mexico, no, if it's Mezaynas or Amotzi, he says, Ooh, come to Mexico, kulam rotzim shnei dvarim. 
פן מזונות יהי שם. 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 Why are you, you should fakir, you should look for a pan amotzi, should be able to do birkas amotzi. Doing a mitzvah is an oil, it's a privilege, you should feel lucky, you should be happy that you're able to do it. What's birkas atayra? Thank you, Rabbi Nishlan, for giving me a tayra. Oh, Yvonne, what would I do without a tayra? Now we have, if we have a tayra, we'd be free, be able to do a lot of nice things. Now we can't do them. That's for somebody when the Torah bothers him. The Torah is an obstacle. Because of the Torah, the whole life is a big obstacle course. But if a person feels that the Torah, we're lucky that we have to be able to live according to the Torah and die according to the Torah and, and hashar, hisharuta nefesh according to the Torah, such a person is thank Rabbi Shalem, every day, thank you that you gave us the Torah. I'm getting up. A guy gets up in the morning. What kind of day is he uh, looking forward to? Remember one time seeing a cartoon. The guy, you know, Shekets gets up and he's sitting on his bed. His feet are on the ground. He has like a sour face and he says, well, what could you expect of a day that begins with getting up in the morning? All right? And the Jew gets up with his misgaber kari, like the Shekhanarach says, or he, he moves, moves more slowly. But, wow, another day of Limud HaTorah, of Avodah Hashem, of connecting with the Rabbi Shalom, a living, a life, where it's nicker that there's a Neshama Beguf, not only a, a, a Guf, or not only in the, in the Shprach of the Balatanya, Nefesh HaBaham, it says a Nefesh HaLekis over there. That's a tremendous privilege. So when they didn't know Birkas HaTorah, they didn't necessarily feel lucky that we have a Torah. Maybe it would be good without a Torah also. They didn't feel lucky. That's really included in the Rambam. The Rambam says, interesting, it's not Poshib Shah. People think it's Poshib Shah. In the Toichacha, it says, the Pasuk Tachas, Ashaloya Vadatas, Hashem Alakacha, Besimcha, Vituv Levav. The Poshib Shah is something else. Mida connected Mida. You didn't serve, serve Hashem when everything was good, you'll serve your enemy when everything is bad. But some people take that pasuk a little bit without the context. And Kilo comes, why? Because you want Ovid as Hashem B'Simcha. If you Ovid as Hashem not B'Simcha, you deserve all the Tachacha? No. Because you don't feel that living as a Alpiyatayra is a privilege. Mamela, eventually you become weaker and you become resentful and sometimes you leave the way of the Torah. Nafzor Lenyanenu, that could be a pshat the first shot was they didn't realize that Etzim Limud is like having, you're being in the Beis HaMikdash, you know, private Beis HaMikdash. Second shot is, no, Torah is, look at it as a, as a way how to live. But they didn't feel that they're lucky that they're able to live according to the Torah. Maybe they thought, the honest way, if, I, if not for the Torah, I could do a bunch of things that I really want to do, and I'm limited. I'm being threatened. I'm being threatened with the Gehenim. I'm being, I'm being, uh, Mefuta um, through a Ganeiden, maybe we'll be nicer without a Torah. You know, an example. Nowadays it happens occasionally that Chaman um, kid grows up and he's a yeshiva bacher and he's a very good yeshiva bacher. And they found out that there's a problem with the yichus, especially now in Israel, where Jews came from Russia and sometimes. Uh, people, families who passed on as Eden and they weren't Eden. And he's a very, he went through Cheder, a kid who went through Yeshiva, and he finds out that, that he's not Jewish. So, so what is he going to do? So he has to go to a Bezdin and do Geirus. What do you think, let's say if this happened uh, 30 years, the last few years, Is it automatic that the kid wants to go to Bezdin and be misguided? Hey, go, oh, one minute. I'm not Jewish. Let me think if the whole thing is worth it. And maybe some people talk, or maybe he would say, you know something? If I'm not Jewish, let me hop around a few things. Then I'll be misguided. He wants to be Jewish also. Someone say, what? He's running. 
And if it's at night, he's banging on the doors of Basin. Could, could you work out the garrison at night? You can't, but could you work out the garrison at night? He doesn't want to live a second, not like a Jew. Or maybe it's worth it. No? Especially the opposite of is Berkasatara. Wow. Could you imagine if we wouldn't have a Torah? There wouldn't be a life. Wouldn't be alive. Menachem, I just want to be moisiv to be maskas Once you've taken this little aside, Rav Shimshon Pinkus, Zecher Tzadik Levrocho, Nebuch was nifter much much too young. Um, when he dealt with this question, which was Lamaisa, he declared as, yeah, even if you want to go be Megayer, far the Gairus, go be Makriv on a bomet. In other words, because by a, by a goy. The bombas aren't also. So he has the schus to actually be boina bomba and to be makar. Fourth pair of containers. Chamisha dvarim eru esavisainu bishavasa betamuz. The chamisha dvarim happened on Tisha. What are the five things? Tishabav, Nigzar alavisainu, Shalai consular to Israel. That happened Bidara Midbar, Alayla Hu. Churban Bayes Risha and Churban Bayes Shaini, Nilkada Beitar, Venechrashahir. we mentioned before that not only was Mesamigdash destroyed, not only were the buildings, the residences, the schools were destroyed, Nechrashahir means all construction was destroyed and looked like a field. Total destruction of the city of Yerushalayim. That also happened. Must have happened a few years after the um, a few years after the Chor. Now, what about Beitar? Beitar was about 60, 70 years after the Churban. Came a man, a gibber, a giant, a gibber called Bar Kochba. And uh, those days, uh, revolutions or wars. Sometimes we're, we're, today the idea of the strength of a country is an army, a million soldiers. Those days it was a gibber like Goliath, and he's Baresha Maroche, and that was considered a powerful army. Bar Kochba rebelled. He was a Jew, rebelled against Rome, and for 10 years he considered himself a king, Melech Israel. Whether he was from Beis David or not, I don't know. And it lasted 10 years, and after 10 years, the, um, the rebel, the revolution failed, and the last holdout was Beitar, a large city, thousands of tens of thousands of Jews. That was the last holdout, and it was destroyed, and Barakov himself was killed. The Rambam says that it was the Tsara, the Puranus of Churban Beitar, was doing with the Churban Beis Now, an interesting part, which is almost parenthetical, is that Rabbi Kiva, this was 60, 70 years, Kiva is the God of Ladar, and he believed that Bar Kochva is Mashiach. He mentioned the Pasuk, Bilam says, Darach Koychov Miyan Bar Kochva. And he thought he was even Noise Kelov, he was Mishabashim, like a, like a slave to a king. He believed that he's going to be Mashiach. Now, one thing, Snegeya, we mentioned Birkas Amosim before, when the Romans destroyed Beitar, so uh, they killed all the people over there. Total annihilation. It was not all of it, it's Israel, Beitar. They killed the entire Beitar. And they did not allow Jews to come in and uh, bring the, the bodies to Kaver Israel. And now, it was Tishabovs in the summer. You know what it's like in the summer when bodies are uh, sitting in a field in the sun. After a day or two, it's totally rotten meat, They wouldn't allow them to touch them. And it took a while, it took many years until the source of Ramkamliel in Yavne spent a fortune of money on bribing, bribing the Romans or the rulers or the police. And they finally, finally allowed them, and they brought all the bodies like for it. And lo and behold, they saw that the bodies did not decay. They didn't rot. 
So it was a double nice. And there were Mesach and Birkas Hatoiv Hametiv. Hatoiv Shanitnu Likura. No, Hatoiv Shaloi Yisrichu. Hametiv Shaloi Shanitnu Likura. Now there's two Hatoiv Hametivs. There's in Birkas Hamazayim. There's also in wine. They're Mesach and these brothers. Al Koponim, that's the story of Betar. Uh, you know that there's a Jewish museum. There's a guy, uh, Deutsch, Deutsch. He has a Jewish, mu- Jewish museum in Borough Park on 16th Avenue and 41st Street. He has a lot of old things, a very interesting place to visit. There was from him a bunch of coins, which is useful in the Kedushan. But I, I saw over there coins. He minted in uh, Barkov's short lived regime, he minted coins, and it says, uh, the third year of Malchus, uh, Malchus, uh, Malchus Israel. That's that era. I think the writing is in, uh, in uh, it's called Sav Ivri. Sav Ivri. Sav Ivri. But if you go there, you'll see there. So it, it was a king. He minted coins. So uh, now, that's, that's one of the five tragedies that happened on Shabbat. Interesting, there's no kinah about it. By the way, the kinahs that we have, it's not proportional. Not pro- there's no kinah about Tisha, but Beitar. There's no kinah about uh, Gerus Svarad. And in our generations, some Rabbana made kinahs about the Shoah. By Svaradim, there is, I think there is a kinah about Gerus Svarad. Anyway, they don't have about the Crusades. What I want to say, this is a connection here with B.S. HaMashiach. First of all, the Rambam says, that it was a tzara k'moy churban beis amikdash. Now I'm not sure what's the pshat in the Rambam. Is it because so many Jews were killed, let's say, in one day or in two days, or because the havamina that it's Mashiach, and here they received the blow. They thought, "Hey, Mashiach is coming," and maybe there was bashamayim even a havamina that it's Mashiach, and they received this tremendous blow. No, it's not be a Mashiach. Rambam says. It was a tzara comparable to the Chorim Besamim. Now, that's the Rambam in Hilchas Tainis. There's another Rambam. The Rambam is in Hilchas Melochim. The Rambam says, talks about Besam Mashiach, and you know it's one of the Rambam made into one of the 13 Ikrim. Every Jew has to believe in it. Good. And he says, Al Yala Al Datcho, that Mashiach has to make Oisai Sumoifsim. It's not true. Now, um, I used to say pshat that it means that he doesn't have to, but he might make. Ramam says, And how could Ramam say this? It's Machlokas in the Gemara. Shmuel is the one who says, But others say, when it says in the Torah, that it's going to be on Hogan how can he say it's Tibshim? I don't understand this. We're not finished yet. And he brings a raya. Rebakiva was a Chacham Godot, and he was Nesa Caleb Shalom Ben Kaziva. And he thought it's Mashiach. And he was not a Balmophis, he did nothing supernatural. It was a Gibber Otsum, but not. So from here we see that Mashiach could be Alpiteva. Mashiach could be Alpiteva. Now, this has no time now, but in Europe, 100 years ago, when it was a Shiloh, whether uh, the, the, his errors to go back there to Israel, even by the Tzionim, this could be Aschalte de Gula. So some said this Rambam, yeah. Kalpanim, Aschalte de Gula, could be Alpidera Chatem. Then some say that the revolution, the Melchemet HaShikru in 1948, had Nisim. I'm not getting involved in this now. Menachem, is it possible that, you know, the Tibshim here, of course, he, he's not, uh, Ramam's not shy to speak about Neutzrim, but again, this is a messy, again, this is a, 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 a messianic sense. Somebody that, told me that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound that way. A Tibshim Oymrim is either uh, Christians or Yidin who are... Somebody told, Shabzai Tzvi kind of thing. Yeah, again, I, I am indebted to Benny because I spoke with Benny about this last night. But it doesn't read... And, Be- and, Benny, and Benny said, in other words, he's not necessarily saying there won't be Moifsa, but the Mashiach doesn't have to do that. 
I think the Vavich Rebbe says this as well. It could be that that Kufa will bring in eventually but the Mashiach himself, that's not the Koveya that Er hates the Mashiach because he did a Mashiach. I hear Tishabav is the day that Beitar was conquered and destroyed. And Rebakiva the, was hoping that this is Mashiach, and the, those hopes also were, were made into nothing. And the Rambam proves his shita that Mashiach could be Alpidar Chateva from the, the, the story of Bar Kokhba and Beitar. And I told you, I don't understand what the Rambam is saying. But what does the Rambam say? What in the world is he talking about? What's he talking about? If a person thinks that Mashiach has to make Moivsim, he's Mashanah the Torah. What's he talking about? And what Avraham says is that he's talking about Yeshu who preached that, that the Torah is bottle in Achinami. Maybe that's what he means, but he should have explained this. This Iker Chosim and Asafer. To me, it sounds superficially that the Rambam learns Mashiach is not a new thing. Mashiach is part of Torah. Mashiach is Malchus based David, and Malchus is one of Tayag Mitzvahs. And just like by, by David and Shlomo and all the other kings, Mashiach was a natural phenomenon, nothing to do, not hocus pocus, not spooky. If you tell me that Malchus lost it's going to be in a different form that Mashiach has to be a Balmoifis. By the way, I have a kash on the Lubavitcher, because according to Lubavitcher, Lubavitcher was a bigger Malmoifis than Moshe Rabbeinu. Thousands of stories, even things that he didn't do, they say he did. Well, the, the, he, might, he might be clashing with this. The Lubavitcher Rabbeinu Ramam to say that he is Mashiach. But this, this Halach Zayin is going to contradict it. Anyway, that's an aside. So what is the, to me it sounds the drama, but it's so wild to say that La'asad Lavoi, Malchus Beis David will come back through Eisus it's called the Shinoi. To think that Beis Amikdash will, will be Yerid Ben Hashamayim, that's called the Shinoi in Mitzvahs. Why? Because the first Beis Amikdash was built on Piderach HaTeva. What's he talking about? It sounds to me that he feels it's changing the nature of mitzvahs malchus, which is one of the tayyab mitzvahs. It just occurred to me now, building a base on Mikdash is for sure one of the tayyab mitzvahs. And there's an opinion in Chazal that it's going to come down, later on, Taka doesn't hold from it. He says it's going to make it more like a marshal. To say that Mikdash Ashlishi is going to be built al is is The Rambam and Allah writes clear. Yeah. Where, where is the Mokar of Yered Bono Menashamayim? Gemara, it's a Medrash. Yeah, it could be the Ramam. Listen, the Ramam is doing some name calling over here. He's called some people Tipshim before, and now he's calling him a Russian, not Picarus. No, I, I think I remember from the from the Gerebe that. That we build like what we do, and then the British Home sort of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the British yeah. lands one, yeah. which is basically a model of what we build. And then a guy that. speaks Lashon Hara and he throws down a few rows of bricks. <laughs> or he learns the Eon. If it's going to this area, if he learns Eon, he, he sizes some bricks. Uh, yeah. You have to learn the Okay. Aren't the Mamar Chazal that some of the Kailam and the Benes? That he put the, the into the and no, and also the Nairu. There's the Skash of a Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also a mitzvah. So the first one was also in the certain way. And the Mishkan Moshe couldn't put it up, and he just put his hand over there. I don't know. This Rambam to me, calling them Tipshim, okay, no, no. But then and it's called it's called being Oikr Taira. You mashanah the Taira. Taira What's he saying? Half flavor. Like, looks at the Rambam is very upset. Well, first of all, the, the place for that should be Nukhas Yisrael. He brings one source of the, of the, of the Torah Lord to Shtam. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay, so, uh, like I said, that, 
The only source of old kasha is the pasuk of Micha. You hear me? Yeah, I'm gonna do that pasuk. So you said a very good word before. The kibbutz flows. We'll have to after the melech will do it. I wanted to say a word. Says arenu niflois. Doesn't say erenu. Arenu. Arenu means I will show him niflois. So I wanted to say, it's like this: people become spoiled from mivsim, right? If the sun shines in the morning, it comes out in the morning, it shines all day, and doesn't shine at night, they're not spoiled. If the sun will shine in the middle of the night, they're spoiled. The yamsu flows regularly, they're not spoiled. One one night it doesn't flow, they're spoiled. Should it be not like that? Na- naturally, TV is there's nothing. And if something physical exists, it's obviously there's a creator. So you should be more nespoiled if the world from, from an exception every once in a while. I will open up your eyes and you would realize that the whole mahalach of the natural Seder Advarim is not shaykh with God's hand involved. So it could stand with the Rambam that there'll be no Nisim no, Vinifloys, but you'll see the Yad Hashem in the Teva, just like right now, you see the Yad Hashem only in the Nase. Is this Drusha or is this Pshat? Yeah, no, I think it stems with the whole Mahalach of the Ramban in Sefer Shmois, that when he talks about Nisim, the whole Tachos is really, yes, yes. the Tzias Mitzrayim is a shake-up in order to be Makir, all these Nisim uh, Nistorim. So. I would say, according to the Rambam, the music of Dveikus Bashem is that your, your, your rational power is so clear that whenever you see an object or a table or a person or a car, you see Hashem, creator, he made this, he made this, he made this. You can't forget about the Rebbe Anish Lord. We see a rock. He sees Hashem making the rock. That's if he makes it every second. If he, and if it's only Rotsam Chatpa or Mi Beseder. You walk into a museum and you see a painting of, uh, of Picasso or whoever it is. You're very well aware that somebody made this, that it didn't uh, happen by itself. It's not shy because you see a painting without thinking, hey, somebody made this. That's the Veikus Bashem, that whatever you do, even when you're in the bathroom, even when you're in a swimming pool, and even when you're eating, and even when you're about to die, Hashem is the one who made all of this and is making all of this, and it all depends on Him. So you see God's hand in every chuta sire of, 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 of the life process. Again, a mystic of again, if you're saying the Rambam, you know as well as I do, Menachem, as you've introduced so many, not me necessarily, but so many to the Mernavuchim, you know that the it would be more like taking that musig of what you're seeing in the particular and taking it into the philosophical realm and understanding yeah. it, the chval, which is part of Dveikus to the ultimate intellect of the Rabbi But by recognizing what this midah is and, and seeing it in the abstract and understanding that abstract idea and how incredible that is and how it's typhus mokam everywhere, that would be the sense of Dveikus, I'll be the Rambam. But it, you could stim this with We should be Amen, amen. In the meantime, I'm saying hello. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.